We have to determine exactly which actions you will no longer take. All right. Uh, normally, it's about, it's about thinking about what actions you can take. Let's start with what actions you won't take. Come up with one or two things that you're doing now that you know that you should not do now. Uh, I use the uh, the filing catalogs thing as an example. It's a good example because everybody has to deal with the, the deluge of catalogs that we all get. But when you're filing catalogs, it means that you are not doing things that are going to generate the money. Now, it's a necessary activity, but it's not a necessary activity that generates money. So here's the first thing. If, if you know that you need to start delegating, but you know you, you feel like you don't have the money to do it, and you have to do it yourself, just do this. If you have kids, if you have relatives with kids, if you have neighbors with kids, if you know anybody with kids, what you do is you get some kids to come into your office one day a week for a couple of hours to file catalogs. Now, the beautiful thing about kids is that the very first thing they teach them in school is the alphabet followed by numbers. I guess depending on the school, maybe they do numbers first and then the alphabet, or maybe they're learning them simultaneously. In any event, what that means is that just about any kid can file catalogs in alphabetical order or can file uh, catalogs in numerical order if you want to file them by ASI number or PPAI number or uh, UPIC number, whatever you want to do. Um, nearly any kid can do it. Now, even if they mess it up, <laughs> Even if they mess it up, they'll still get most of it right. It'll be close enough, and you'll be able to find the stuff that you need. And it allows you to at least start delegating one thing. So we need to determine which actions we'll no longer take. Let's start with not filing catalogs, but put together a couple of other things. Now, for me, a big one was not delivering wearable orders. I did that for the longest time. I would, I would uh, drive the wearable orders to my client as an excuse to meet them. More often than not, I didn't get to meet the client. I didn't get any FaceTime anyway. I ended up getting FaceTime with the people in the warehouse, which didn't do me uh, or them any good. And, uh, and basically, I'd arrive with my stuff uh, trying to be a, uh, a top-notch service uh, professional, and instead I would be perceived as a delivery boy by a receiving boy. And uh, I don't know if that's what you want to do. I know that uh, the, the day that I decided I was no longer going to do that, uh, it was almost like the skies parted and everything got better. It was, it was wonderful. So decide what you, what you will no longer do, and then focus that time on doing things, the high-dollar activities, which is basically getting in front of people, qualifying people qualifying uh, new prospects as quickly as possible, making presentations and following up. So answering the phone. This is another, uh, this is another thing. Uh, sometimes it's an important call. Sometimes it's not an important call. You don't know that until someone has answered the phone. If you can delegate that, uh, by all means, delegate it. If you can't, you may want to consider getting an, an answering service, at least for you know using it a few hours a day so that you can focus on the high-dollar activities. Uh, many of you probably utilize voicemail, but you probably only utilize it when you're on the other line. <laughs> so you may want to consider setting aside an hour or two a day where you would, you would allow calls to go to voicemail so that you can focus on high-dollar activities, and then you can still return the calls very quickly. Uh, following up on orders. If this is something that you can delegate, uh, you certainly want to do that. Now, a lot of us are hesitant to delegate activities like that because we say, well, you know, what if they don't know what to do? Again, this, this points to the importance of procedures. Having a procedure in place that says, okay, here is how we follow up on an order. First, we call the factory. Second, we ask for the customer service person. Third, we give them the order number. Four, we ask them the status of the order. Five, we write down that information on this piece of paper. Okay, it, it's, it's not sophisticated, but it 
does require a system if you want to know that it's being done right. Now, you can put together a piece of paper like that, photocopy a bunch of them, hand it to someone, get them the phone numbers of the places, and have them call and follow up on orders. It's not rocket science, but it is a matter of putting a system in place so that it can get done the way that you need to get it done. If you find out that that particular system is not working, that there's a hole in it, then what you do is you take that same piece of paper, you make the changes on it, and then you photocopy the new version of it, and you keep tweaking it until it accomplishes what you need to accomplish. If you document it once, you never have to do it again. If you document it one time and you're able to hand it off to someone, you'll never have to do it again. I'll give you a very small, silly example. This is something that happened this week. Uh, over the weekend, the clocks in our office went out, and normally, uh, you know, I'm the phone guy, and I've been the phone guy forever. And it's one of the things that I've never delegated, probably because, you know, it makes me feel important or something, but it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid for me to be doing this stuff. Anyway, the power went out. The clock in the phone system resets to like 1989 when our phone system goes out. So I had to reset the, the time. Normally, what I would do is I would just uh, go in there and program it and reset the time. This time what I did is I wrote out the steps, one, two, three, four, five, for programming the time in the clock. And I assigned that to someone in our organization whose responsibility it is whenever the clock goes out to set the clock. Now, I documented it once, I will never have to do it again. That's the kind of thing that is going to free you up to be able to do the high money stuff. You know, another thing is, um, in the top secret system, uh, we said determine what your time is worth and then delegate lower dollar activities. And it's great advice, but some people feel like they can't follow it. And I had a consulting client who, you know, who had asked me about that. Well, you know, what do I do? I, I can't seem to find the time to get out of my office. I can't seem to find the time to get in front of clients. I have to file these catalogs. I have to, I have to follow up on orders. I don't have time. And, and, and my response was, well, you know, listen, you've got to start delegating that other stuff. You've got to focus on the high priority items or at least shuffle that stuff off to non-selling time so that you don't have a situation where you're engaging in non-selling activities during prime selling time. Well, we had this Top Secrets of Multi-Million Dollar Producers live conference in Vegas. And uh, this very same person asked the same question of the Multi-Million Dollar panel. Hey, I don't have time to do these things. What do you recommend? And I just stood there quietly because I wanted to see what they were going to say. I had already provided my advice a couple of months before. And one of the members of the Multi-Million Dollar panel looked straight at her and said, work more nights. And essentially, the answer is the same. If you insist on doing it all yourself, then you need to do those non-selling activities during non-selling hours. Otherwise, you've got to learn to delegate. So focus four to six hours a day on high-dollar tasks. Okay, if you can get to four to six hours a day on high dollar tasks, you're going to be doing great because chances are right now, maybe you spend an hour and a half. If, if you're like most people, you probably spend an hour to an hour and a half a day on high dollar tasks. So if you can uh, get to focusing four to six hours a day, that will help. Now, you probably can't get from one and a half hours to four hours or six hours right, uh, right immediately. So what you want to do is stretch it out. Maybe set aside a 90 minute block initially. Then you may want to stretch that out to, um, to two hours then maybe two hours and 15 minutes, then maybe two and a half hours over a period of time so that you're gradually, it's like a muscle. You have to work it slowly so you don't just pop it <laughs> and then you're out of commission. All right. So we need to focus on interacting with qualified clients. We have this qualification procedure in place where we're asking them about the primary uses of promotional products. We're determining whether or not they have a need, and then we're following up with those who have the need. Uh, determining needs, we're recommending solutions, we're following up intelligently, we're following up systematically. And when it comes to our supplier relations, we didn't really talk about supplier relations at all, but basically what we have to do is to streamline our supplier list to be the very best 
in each category. In other words, we're going to pick the very best performers in each category, and we're going to delegate as much of our business as possible to them. If you think of your suppliers as one other source that you have to delegate to, uh, then this is the action you take. You say, okay, my wearables business, I'm going, to, I'm going to delegate the bulk of my wearables business to this particular company, and I'm going to delegate the bulk of my writing instruments business to this company, and I'm going to dedicate the bulk of my uh, leather goods to this company. Now, there may be exceptions if somebody comes up with a product that they want that your company doesn't have, you may have to go outside the circle. But for the most part, the bulk of your orders, 80% of your orders can very likely be filled by 30 to 50 core accounts. And hopefully you can even make it less than that. But that's a very important thing to do. 85% of your customer service experience, 85% of your reputation is going to be determined based on your ability to choose the right suppliers. So obviously we need to choose carefully. Now, there's no magic pill for doing any of this. 